This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your Ingle Company, an investing podcast striving to disrupt the norms in the finance industry. I'm Maddie and as always I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie and also once again our producer Sash. Hey 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 Sasha. Hey <laughs> and Maddie. So good to join you two. I'm really enjoying being the um riding on your coattails for these two episodes. <laughs> You're in some good company Sash. We're in good company as well. And I should clarify, we're all in lockdown, so this is virtual company. We're not in any of it's our It's not company. actual personal company. Um, but we're continuing as with last week. If you joined us last week, I've taken over the airwaves. I've put a microphone in front of my face and I'm asking Maddie and Sophie all the questions that I've always wanted to know the answer to. And I also asked for some of your help by putting um something on instagram and uh facebook by hijacking us yeah hijacking (laughs) (laughs) as only i know how to do and um asking you what you wanted to ask maddie and sophie about your own good company because i think sometimes we interview all these amazing guests um and we get little tidbits about what you two are like as people but there's so much more we want to know. I'm so nervous for this episode. <laughs> you shouldn't be. I'm, I promise I won't ask any. I mean, that's what the editing's for, right? I get to take things out in post. I'm not taking anything out in post. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but before we jump into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. Right, guys, I'm going to jump straight in with a question that I know that Bryce of Equity Mates has said is one of his favorite questions and he wish he'd stolen it. And um, and it's also (laughs) one that every time you ask someone, they go, oh, that's really hard. I feel like I already know what you're going to ask and I'm already dreading it. (laughs) Yeah. So you've totally painted yourselves in corners here. But if you were a stock what would you be and why? You putting this question back on me makes me regret asking it of every single guest because I feel like it's such a hard question to answer. But we will continue answering it because I love asking it because we love the answers that we get. I think one company that I'm following at the moment, which I really love, and unfortunately it's not a public company, so we can't invest in it, but it's called Plum Alley. And it is a venture capital fund and it invests in forward thinking tech and healthcare companies that set out to improve our lives and the planet. The co-founders are two women and they're really incredible and I really want to interview them on the (laughs) podcast. Um, But they also have, which um, I really like, they have an investment criteria where I think it's that there's either women founders or women co-founders of the companies that they invest in. 
I yeah, I think I've listened to the two co-founders on a few podcasts recently because I'm going through a bit of a phase and they are really cool women. So fingers crossed we can get them on the podcast at some point. So by saying this out loud, you're kind of trying to manifest it. Manifesting. Manifesting. Okay. We're putting it out there in the universe and hoping that someone comes back and says, I know them. I'll get them on the show. It's going to be great. Sophie, who's your stock and why? Well, I'm not as inspirational as Maddie, but I found out the other day that Maggie Beer, like, you know, the company that does like all the jams and the ice creams. I love Maggie Beer. The best quince paste of all time. Yeah, I was going to say like chutney. Yeah, and also like Queen herself, Maggie Beer of the food industry. Very true. Is public on the ASX. No way. Yes, it's public. So I've decided I used to be... Patagonia in the last time we were asked this I was Patagonia Maddie was cheese by the way <laughs> yeah, cheese. Cheese. <laughs> I've come to the food industry I've come to the food side I want to be Maggie Beer they've just posted some incredible profits and I just love everything to do with Maggie Beer her food the farm the Barossa Valley would love to be traveling there right now so that's who I am. I've actually been to her farm in the Barossa Valley and I can I can confirm it is beautiful. I love Maggie. Perfect. <laughs> Let's go, guys. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I feel like ending the podcast right now so that I can just go and research, build a thesis. And my th- thesis is essentially I love her quince paste with me. <laughs> um, and if I love it... So does everyone else. Then surely everyone must love Many it. Other, but, you know, investing can be that simple. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about this and I don't know if they're publicly listed at all, but Doritos Nacho Cheese oh. is honestly one of my favorite crisps in Sophie the world. Sophie has got me onto mission chili, lime. chili and lime. It's the OG. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was going to say, so basically my whole, all my stocks are going to be food related. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, our next question from the community was how, well, it's a two-parter really. How old were both of you when you started investing? Is 19 a good time to start? So I want to hear your answers. I was 23, almost 24. Um, I'm now 25. (laughs) And I think any time is a great time to start. I think as long, and I would preface that by saying as long as you have built up an emergency fund and as long as you have the backing behind you so that you, I guess, follow the attitude that anything that you put in the stock market is money that you don't need to access for the next however many years, then any time that you can get involved, the earlier the better, but it's also never too late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And Sophie, what about you? Yeah, I was 21, 22. I'm also now 25. And just echo Maddie's thoughts. Anytime's a good time. My little sister's 19, 20 now, uh, 19 or 20 one of the two and she's like starting <laughs> thinking about investing and you know she's just thinking about putting in small bits just so she can start the learning process it doesn't need to be the full-on because um, she's also building up her emergency fund but yeah anytime's a good time this is my follow-on question from that then did you guys always know that investing was something you wanted to do or did you have an aha moment or was it something that you were around and you suddenly what was that process because I think that so many of us come to it through different channels and if you don't grow up in a family that talks about investing then it can be really daunting to start so what was your kind of process to learning about it 
Yeah, I honestly never thought about investing. I didn't even think it was a thing I could do. But I've, I've mentioned it a, a million times before. It was my partner who pushed me into it. He was like, you're a smart person. You have a good job. Like, why aren't you putting money into the stock market? And because he knew about it, I felt comfortable doing it alongside him. I don't know if I would have done it without that push. I might have later in life, but maybe I started a bit earlier because I did have the support. What about you, Maddie? I think it's such a good point. I I mean, Sophie and I both did like studied commerce at uni and it, we were studying, fi- like, or I was studying finance and it never even occurred to me that investing is something that I should do. And I think my aha moment was I was starting full-time work and I kind of had this thing where I was like, okay, now's a great opportunity to get my money habits in better order. And I actually just started listening to a few podcasts about money And I realized pretty quickly that investing was something that was going to be really important. So I started like listening to more podcasts about investing and I started listening, reading more and trying to learn more. And that was sort of my um, wake up moment. But it really happened over like probably a six month period in hindsight from like first realizing that this or first coming across my radar and then investing for the first time. But I just think it's so amazing that I went through, you know, five years of a commerce degree studying finance and it never occurred to me that investing in the stock market was something that I could and probably should be doing. That's amazing. I know that personally I was told my granddad invested a lot and he told me that I should do it and I still didn't do anything for like five years. And then I got the Barefoot Investor book and he talks about it a lot and that was the first time that I thought that it was something that I could do. And, and so I think sometimes don't be too hard on yourself too, for not getting started earlier. Mm. Yeah. A lot of our friends, you know, I've had friends and I know Mads has as well that have come to us and been like, we've started investing because of the podcast. And I think it's the fact that they do have that little push. They're like, oh, we can see other people doing it. We now have a support system. Cool. Why not? So this is another question from the community, which I just love that they're just blatantly (laughs) asking you your personal opinions on things. They've just asked, what are your three bucket list items? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you go first, sorry. <laughs> One that I know I want to do because I think about it pretty regularly, which is a bit odd. I need to jump out of a plane at some point in my life. As in like um, skydiving. Not just like okay. jump out just, without a parachute. Just checking. <laughs> Have you done that, Sash? No, and I never will. I'm just not. And, you know, my risk profile is... Low. <laughs> low. Oh no, when it comes to adrenaline items, I would prefer to get a thrill... Another way. Any other way, basically. (laughs) Well, I, for like a tiny bit of backstory, I'll keep it very brief, but I used to be petrified of flying. Like anyone that knows me well, like I used to get onto planes and like have full panic attacks, cry for like 12 hours straight. Like it was horrendous. (laughs) And I went to a hypnotherapist and we dealt with that issue. No. Yes. I've known wow. this. I've known you for so long, and I've never fully heard this went story. to a hypnotherapist. Yeah, had to do like five sessions with her. Now I can get on planes fine, and I'm like in my mind, I'm like to conquer this, to really get over it. At one point in my life, I need to jump out of a plane. And my partner was actually going to buy it for me for a birthday, but he's like, "But if you die, like I don't want to be responsible." I was like, oh. "No, that's such a thing." I bought it for my brother's 18th birthday, and after I bought it, because for years and years and years, he said. Every year we'd be like, what do you want for your birthday? And he'd say, I want to get skydiving. And I always was like, mum would never buy it for him. And then when he turned 18, I was like, I'll get him skydiving. So my brother and I went in. As soon as I bought it, I had this massive panic. I was like, what if he dies? 
Look at Sasha's he face. Did. I know. Survived, thank I, I was just about to be like, I, is this when you tell us your brother died in a horrific skydiving accident? Because that's not okay. But I turned up to watch my cousin skydive one day and I literally was like, I'll come and just like watch you jump out of a plane and that will be fun. And somehow from turning up, I ended up in the plane with her. It was the most like stressful hour of my life. But you know what? Maybe it was the best yeah. way to do it because I didn't have that leading yes. panic. I have to say every episode we have to put in it. This is not financial advice um, (laughs) segment, but I really want to say now this is a not medical advice about the hypnotherapist as interested as I am, but also not skydiving advice. Like, please don't listen to us and go on your own risk tolerance. We don't want to be sued. (laughs) I want to know your other two. Okay. I'll keep Before it. we go to Maddie's. I'll keep it quick. Yeah. So jump out of a plane. I really want to um, do the circuit around Everest, the bottom of it. I have no desire to go up it, but I want to go around it. And <laughs> that's also conquering fear of flying because that runway into Everest is like tiny. And the fi- the final yeah. one, which I just so doubt this would happen, but I would love to meet the Obamas. I'm just obsessed with Brack and Michelle. Oh I follow gosh. them both on Instagram. <laughs> it's great content. They seem like funny people. And I just would love that. That's great. manifesting them to come on. Yeah, we'll just get Michelle on. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Mine would be learn to surf. Every summer I say I want to learn to surf and then I get too scared and I come up with every excuse under the sun. I just have a real fear of being dumped, but I really want to learn to surf. Okay. I want to live in Italy for a year. And I, I, I really envisage it with like young kids just like forget our lives in Australia pick up move over to Italy and just like live in this small village I've got this real idea of how it's gonna look have you watched Under the Tuscan Sun too many times I've never seen that movie but I know what I'm watching tonight now (laughs) I feel really old um and my third bucket list item is to find the world's greatest armored cross oh yeah oh, that's a good one i had a good one the other Where's day it currently what's your favorite armored croissant in melbourne for us melbourne i would say loon is currently the best had it yesterday yeah <laughs> hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is another one that I think I'd love to hear your thoughts on. What is the best thing about doing a podcast? Honestly, for me, it's when I hear people tell me that they've started investing because they've listened. That really gives a lot of joy because it's it's exciting that, you know, people are learning about the process and that we're helping with that wealth inequality gap and, you know, that people in the future are going to have funds to do whatever they want to do, you know, whether it donate, to not work, 
to you start a business. That's what it really excites me about doing this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I would completely reiterate everything Soph just said. I think that's so true. And nothing gives me more joy than when someone messages me saying, I just invested because of listening to the podcast. But I think just to, I guess, add on that or give something different, I think I talked before about how, you know, I studied finance for five years and I never, it never even occurred to me that investing would be something that I would do. And I think that one of the biggest reasons why we have this kind of like inequality in financial markets or, you know, not enough people investing in general is because we don't have the conversations about it. And I think doing this podcast has just like really opened up the dialogue about this topic. And I just love the conversations that I now have with people and also hearing about you know, other people talking about it with their friends or family when it's not something that they ever would have discussed previously. That really makes me happy because I think, you know, Chloe, our um, newbie investor said, once she started investing, it was like the greatest untold secret. Like once she started, she realized everyone around her was doing it, but she just had no idea because she wasn't doing it. She wasn't talking about it. And I think it's just one of those things that like really gains momentum from conversation. And the more you hear about it and the more you talk about it, the better it is. So I think that's probably my favorite thing. That's awesome. I've kind of got a two-parter coming up as are my next questions um, or someone from the community asked them. And first is like, how did you form the partnership with Equity Mates? And then from that, obviously, was that part of the motivation for starting your own good company or did that naturally flow out of that, that conversation with Equity Mates? Can you tell us which came first, like the chicken or the egg when it came to that? Yeah, I think I, so I started investing because I listened to Get Started Investing and then that sort of fed me into listening to Equity Mates and I really loved the podcast, joined the Facebook community and just loved everything that I got out of that. And then in the Facebook community during COVID last year, the guys did this post saying that they were leaving their full-time jobs, taking Equity Mates full-time and like It was essentially saying like get in contact with us if you're interested in like joining the team or have any ideas or whatever. So I reached out to them thinking that maybe (laughs) I could get paid to research because I was like, I love reading the news. I love like knowing I've, I've really developed this like interest in learning about this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I can get paid to do this. And that would be a really great outcome. And I jumped on a call with the guys and all of a sudden, like they asked me if I invest and I was like, look, I do, but none of my friends do. And it really frustrates me and blah, blah, blah. And it kind of like, it grew in momentum, this conversation. And we start, kind of got to this idea that we need, or like we should have a podcast about investing that's run by women because at the time there really weren't many of those out there. And it kind of, you know, it went from there. And so what point did Sophie come to the table because at the moment I got a call from Maddie one day being like hey um so I might have just signed so, you up for a podcast yeah she's like I need to no, find it was like we're in lockdown and how are you going let's just like catch up by the way so for a bit of context like Mads and I have always kind of been those people that we see each other like twice a year but like every time we see each other 
like we get on like a house on fire, we're like sisters. And we always had said to each other that if we ever started a business, we would do it together because like Maddie's just super organized. I don't know what I bring to the table, <laughs> but like Maddie's just super organized. <laughs> and so when she called, she's like, so I've got the business. <laughs> she's like, do you want to be on a podcast? I was like, and we both said like, but our voices, like, ew, I don't want to listen back to that. <laughs> but I feel like I've always been super passionate about, like, female education. I used to work with an organization called One Girl. And so it just and, – and I was investing. So it kind of just found that perfect fit. We both could speak about it, speak about our experience, and we were just very passionate about educating females in the space. That's awesome. Next question from the community. Biggest investing lesson so far? That's a big one. Ooh. I would say don't let being perfect, don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. I think for me, it took me a lot longer to get started than it should have because I was worried about finding the perfect broker and the perfect investments and I just wanted to do it perfectly. And I think the best thing to do and what I know in hindsight looking back at that experience was just just to get started and just to get going and you learn along the way. Mm. Yeah, and I would just, I would definitely say what Matt said, but also do not take stock tips. Do your research. <laughs> it's so, it's like some people are so put off by research, but it's so, ex- like, it's interesting. And then you can have that conviction when the market changes that you're happy with what you're invested in. People come and they're like, oh, yeah, I invested in this because someone else did, but then it all crashes. They're like, why? And it's like, well, you should know. Like, you should be, you know, you should research and understand and have your conviction. It's just, so important it doesn't need to be super extensive you don't need to look into all the numbers and everything but you need to know why you're invested in that and what companies you're invested in especially when you're picking etfs i love that advice sophie because i remember listening to equity mates when they did a special on adore beauty Mm. and bryce was like oh yeah so for some research i ordered some stuff (laughs) for my partner and i was like you can do that like (laughs) I can use this as an excuse to buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, oh, when it, is didn't, Mecca it didn't arrive. A- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It didn't arrive in we the Mecca to become time. public. Yeah, it, 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 the box didn't come in this shape. And that just blew my mind where I was like, I can start buying stuff and be like, yeah, it's market research. This is my research for my investing. <laughs> well, that's what like analysts do. Like if you're actually, you know, a stockbroker, like half of your job, actually, I don't even know. I don't want to say half of your job, but some of your job is actually going to like stores and like like looking at stock take and seeing how many people are in the store. Like that's what we always say. Look around you, see what's happening. If something's popular, mm. look was, into it. I was chatting to my brother the other day about investing and we were talking about like what we've invested in recently in different stocks. And he was saying that he invested in a particular company because he uses it all the time. And that was literally his thesis. And he was like, I was like, what about this one? And it was a competitor. And he was like, well, I don't use it. And I don't think my friends do either. And I was like, gosh, <laughs> so practical. Like, but it's so true. Like, you just have to look around you. And I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of the time we're the consumer and we're the customer. So what we're doing is what makes sense. Yeah, actually, that's such good advice. Because I remember when I first started working in radio and Adobe went onto a subscription model at the same time. So this is going to be like 10 years ago. And then when I was going through this whole process of being like, invest in what you use. And I went back and looked at the Adobe stock price from 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, 
if I just bought some (laughs) then, yeah, I'd be doing pretty well by now. But it was that thing of like, I use it every day. I would never dream of going to another product because I'm entrenched in how to use that one. It's the most practical. They've locked me into a subscription model. So now I'm never going to go anywhere else. But yeah, have that, no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just need the Canva. I need the disruptor of audio now to come along and so I can jump and be the first mover onto that. So this is something I was going to ask. So I'm glad someone from the community has jumped in and asked for me. Why do you guys invest? And I think specifically like this idea of when people say, oh, you need to have an investing goal. And that I think is thrown around all the time. Do you... Do you have short-term, medium-term and long-term goals and have you have those changed? Like, did you start investing thinking that you wanted one thing and is it something different now? Um, and how did you come to make those decisions for yourself as well? I think for me, I have an overarching goal that sort of applies to my short, medium and long-term. And that is, I guess, to have like the financial freedom to do what I want and not have money be a really like be a stressor in my life and to be something that forces decisions that I don't want to make. Um, And I think money can be really stressful and that's not something that I ever want to have to deal with. Um, I think I guess more specifically in the short term, I would say my money goals is like to be able to make career decisions without having to worry about money. So if it means, you know, leaving my job for a while to take up a really good opportunity because it's what's right for me in the moment I want to be able to do that or if it means taking a job with the lowest salary because I want it and it's the right thing to do I want to be able to do that and then I think in the medium term it's probably to be able to buy a home like I I don't know for sure that property is something that I do want to invest in but I think I want to be able to have hopefully the option to do so when I feel ready if that is what I decided at the time and then long term it's really just to be able to like I guess tie back into that overarching theme it's like live how I want and not have to make decisions based on finances. Sophie what are your thoughts on that? Yeah short term um, sometimes when we say you need to make a goal it can be hard to really think about what that is so short term it can just be like I want to put in $500 a month or you know at the end of three years time I want to have this much principal amount in the stock market. So for me, I actually created a figure at the end of five years that I want to have put in, like not including the return, but just that I want to have put in. And I think that's really keeps me on track to now investing every month after I built up my emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Midterm, same thing, buying a house, hopefully, you never know. I do love avocados, (laughs) so don't know if that's going to take us there or not. Uber Eats. Yeah, Uber Eats. Um, And yeah, the the long term is definitely just to, totally have financial freedom. If I'm in a job that I'm unhappy with, to be able to jump out of it and do something else, to start a business, to take time out to be a mum if that's what I decide to do, just to have money there so I feel secure and I can be happy with my choices and not be tied to a salary from a job. Absolutely. And I think it's really refreshing to hear you guys talk about having different types of goals as well because so often you just hear people being like, I really want to buy a house. Yeah. I know definitely that, like, because I'm a bit older than you two. Um, Not that much older, <laughs> Sash. Come on. I know. Um, I've got a really good um, skincare regime, so <laughs> I don't look too old. Daily yoga, <laughs> lots of celery juice. 
Hey, when we're talking about companies we want to invest in, the second go-to goes public. I am buying those shares. I'm so excited. But I know for me, I've always worked in the arts. So coming across into financial, what would you say, education and podcasting has been a bit of a left-hand turn for me. And so in the arts, like, again, I'm, I'm getting, I'm using specifics to like demonstrate it, but really you're not going to earn more than 80,000. And that's in like a top job as like at a manager or, or CEO level. And so investing was a way that I could siphon off like a small amount of my salary that meant that I wasn't capping my earning potential as an individual. And I was thinking about it from the perspective of like, well, I can have this goal and I can be wanting to be the top of my field in the arts and in that kind of creative field. But it doesn't mean that I need to be going down that traditional path of like your parents being like, don't do a music degree, you'll be poor and you'll never be able to afford anything. And actually, like by just taking control of my finances when I was quite young and really trying to investigate different opportunities, It allowed me to quit my job when I was really unhappy with it. It allowed me to move overseas. It's just always been like a small amount of money that's given me that security to make risky life choices that I really wanted to make at the time. Um, It hasn't made me, I'm not a millionaire and I don't really have a huge amount of money, but it's just always been investing for that short period of time has just given me that personal sense of security. So I think like it's been really important for me and I'm excited to see what if it's only given me that in six years, like what will it give me in the next 20? Which I think is a really cool thing to think about. It's your personal freedom to do what you want to do with your life. My, everything is so tied to money. And when you invest, it can just be a little less stressful. Sorry, I'm feeling like super inspired by that. That was so, you, you just articulated that so beautifully. I'm like, oh. Maddie's crying for reference. You can't say it. She's got tears in her eyes. <laughs> well, I just think like, you know, we we're in a podcast for you guys are a podcast for everyone. I know that you are both very conscious about this, that you don't um that you want to make sure that everyone's feeling welcome to the party. But I do think when we're thinking about gender gaps and can women have it all in in quotation marks, it's like, well, you know, we can do things to help us have it all. We might not be able to have it all, but it doesn't mean we can't do our best to try. Yeah. Um, but I think I've learned so much about you two. I'm so excited. I had no <laughs> idea about your fear of flying, Sophie. Well, it's pretty much, that it's was pretty much a reveal now. But yeah, it was. I'm still shook about the hypnotherapy. Oh, sorry. God. I know. <laughs> Don't ask any of my family members about experiences with me on a plane. It'll be traumatic for you. <laughs> Wow. I've always wanted to ask someone if that worked. So that's just really exciting to know. And But it's been such a pleasure hanging out with you guys, especially in lockdown. Thanks so much, Sash, for being our little narrator today. Instagram is y- at YIGC podcast. TikTok is <laughs> at YIGC podcast. Facebook is, so. YIGC investing podcast discussion group. Lots going on. Excellent. Well done. And emails... Email contact is in the show notes and do come just because we've just done these two episodes on Ask Us Anything doesn't mean that Sophie and Maddie don't want to answer your questions. They are very (laughs) involved in all the social media groups. So if there's something that I failed to ask them today, come and just ask them personally and I'm sure they'll jump in at some point and (laughs) and share. We definitely will. Thank you so much for joining. Bye. You're in good company is a product of Equity Mates Media. 
All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of You're In Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.